We all celebrate birthdays and anniversaries, big accomplishments like a job promotion or winning the soccer tournament. But what about those micro wins, those moments and accomplishments that are smaller in scale but mean just as much if not more? Focusing more on the process and the journey more than the destination and the ultimate goal. We're talking about all the different things that happen in our lives that we could be celebrating in ways that are so very special, but also simple and easy and not expensive. With a little advanced planning sometimes and some creativity and thought, we can take smaller special moments and lean into them a bit more. Rather than just moving on with the routine, taking a moment to make the feeling last longer and be more memorable. We're talking about taking smaller wins and making them extraordinary with simple yet impactful gestures. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking about taking micro moments in your people's lives, your people, your crew, the people that you love the most, taking their small wins and their small kind of important moments and making them bigger, leaning into them a little more and making them feel special by these special little gestures. And that's the best part about this whole thing is the whole concept behind this is it's simple. It doesn't cost you a fortune. You're not up till three in the morning, hot gluing things. It's not stressing. It's not like adding this huge load onto your life. It's just kind of like shifting our focus. We tend to focus on the big wins, right? Or just like big life moments, like birthdays and anniversaries and um, winning a huge tournament or getting that big job promotion. But what I'm talking about here is those, those little wins that happen more on the daily that we're usually like, wow, great job. Or like, that's awesome. I noticed you. But I'm talking about leaning into it a little bit more and making it more memorable and that feeling lasts longer. As we know, in life, there's highs and there's lows, there's exciting things and there's sad things. And so in my own life, I've really tried to think, how could I lean in and feel those great moments more? And it's kind of led me down this path of really listening to people and listening to what they're doing and what's important to them and taking little notes sometimes if I need to, if I think I'm going to forget and leaning into it when it happens and focusing more on the journey rather than the destination. So thinking about the hard work that it takes along the way rather than just celebrating it. For example, maybe your child or someone in your life is studying really hard for a test rather than celebrating the good grade on the test. How about we celebrate the process of it? like the process of like, we're celebrating you. Maybe it's the morning of the test before the test has even happened, but like you kicked butt, you, you worked your butt off this whole week studying 
So now we're doing this special cool something to celebrate the effort rather than the actual result. So I'm going to give you lots of different examples and lots of different ways that we can do it that are unexpected. You know how the expected thing is flowers or a bottle of wine or um, a prepackaged like a, a gift basket or an edible arrangement. And listen, all of those are so nice and so thoughtful and, and you know, a, a super kind gesture. But what I'm talking about are things that are more memorable and more impactful and more specific to the situation, whatever whatever moment is happening, more special to that. And also, I think they're usually less expensive and just more fun to receive. Okay, let's get into a couple examples so you can really understand and think about ways that this could apply to your life. Maybe someone you know has been saving up for a Europe trip or just like an epic trip for a long time. They've been saving up. They've been planning. This is super important to them. So maybe you have custom luggage tags made on Etsy and mail them to them a week before their trip with a cool note. Like, I know this experience is going to be so great for you and you've worked so hard to get here. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see pictures. I can't wait to hear about it. Here are some luggage tags to help you prepare. That's going to be so special and so memorable. And it's not the item. It's the like deep love. And it's about strengthening your relationships with people. Like that shows so much thought and it's so unexpected. But you've spent not that much time and you could do it for $20, $25 on Etsy or on a custom website and pair it up with a really nice card. And it's something that is not just memorable, but it's so supportive. Like that was so kind and so supportive and it makes them feel so good about themselves. Another example, maybe someone you know is having a surgery, has to have surgery or is having a procedure done. So rather than sending them, what we talked about is lovely, but expected flowers or a pre-made kind of generic basket. Think about what they would be doing during their downtime or doing during their recovery. Or think about things just in general that they would like. Again, things that they like, not things that you like or things that you like for them. So say you have someone who is recovering from, that you know they're going to be recovering from surgery. Maybe you send them their favorite treats or chocolate or candy because you know they're going to be watching movies and laid up and that'll make them feel so happy. But know your audience. Like for me, that wouldn't be something that I'd be jazzed about just because that's not really how I relax. But I would love maybe a set of like six juices from a local juicery place because that would be fun and interesting for me and I love health food things. So like if someone sends me a dozen sprinkles, I'll give them to my kids and stuff and it's still so thoughtful, but that's not something that really speaks to me just because that's not really like my favorite thing. So I think that's the key is think about what the person likes and what they'll be going through if it's something like this, like recovery or downtime and drop off something or send them something or do something that's like specific to them and something that you're pretty sure that they would like. Another example, if one of your kids is trying out for a team, buy something ahead of time to give them when they make the team. So maybe they're, maybe it's holiday time and you have a daughter or someone in your life, a niece or a cousin or a friend's child, a good friend. Um, maybe they're trying out for um, the Nutcracker uh, in ballet. So maybe you buy a ballet piggy bank 
and you have it ready for them. You wrap it up cute, maybe in cellophane with a little bow and an, and a hang tag that says, congratulations, you did it. We knew you could, you know, whatever it is. And then when they make it, then you give this thing to them. And so this you could search online. I'm None of these things are expensive. It's all just some of these we're going to talk about getting spontaneous. Some things you can't do ahead of time. Just life pops up. But some of these things that you know, maybe your daughter is training for ballet for months and then she has this tryout and you have a little something ready that just makes that moment feel so much like it's just you just sit in that moment for longer versus most people. What would be more expected is bringing flowers on the last day of the actual Nutcracker performance. That's incredible too. You're celebrating the whole process. But again, that's more the destination. I like I like celebrating the journey. And especially for, for kids, I think it's just so important to focus on the journey and the daily work it takes to accomplish a goal, not just that end result. Because the end result isn't always like if it's a sports team, sometimes you lose at the end. Someone's got to lose. So sometimes you lose at the end. So celebrating the journey along the way just feels so much better to me. And then if they don't make it, they're still likely will be interested. Like your daughter will still likely be interested in ballet and you could use it for something else. Or if it's not personalized, you could return it. But I really think then you tuck it away and you use it the next time it comes around. Again, I always try to make these things very practical and easy. Um, if it's especially if it's not something that we're we're not sure. We're not sure if they're gonna make the soccer team. We're not sure if they're gonna make the nutcracker, then those are times when I kind of do things that are easy to return and maybe not personalized, or you can add the your own personalization to it just so just so it doesn't none of this none of this process is stressful. It all feels very celebratory. Um it's just these unexpected days are just so much more memorable and loving. How about you, rather than sending a little card to someone on their anniversary, maybe you send a card to someone on the day they got engaged. So maybe someone you know gets engaged this year. Maybe you write it on your calendar for next year and you send them a card, right? So we're talking about a $3 card with a stamp in the mail. And it's rather than an anniversary card, it's an engagement card because it's unexpected and it's special and it just shows how much you care. Like I took note of this special day for you one year ago and they might not even remember one year ago today you were engaged. We love you guys. Congratulations to an awesome couple, whatever you want to put. I think that those things just resonate so deeply with people and make them feel so, so loved and so special to you. One really thoughtful and easy gift to give people in, and you could give it for a, a variety of reasons is take their own holiday card and put it in a frame and give it back to them. So when we get Christmas cards, holiday cards, I always put them in a Ziploc bag like after, after they've been out in the house. But you know, after we take down the Christmas tree, rather than throwing them away, I put them in a Ziploc bag and I put the year on them. And I put them in a drawer in the garage, kind of where I have my scrapbook stuff and my photo stuff. Then if I am going to give someone a gift, I'll pull out from a, a picture from years past of them. I'm giving them back their Christmas card, their holiday card, but I'm putting it in a frame. And it is such a special gift because it's obviously a family photo that they liked because they made it into a holiday card. 
And it's so cool to get it later, especially if their kids are older now or even just the next year. And this is something that you could do for all sorts of occasions, right? You could give it for Mother's Day or birthday. And it's something that you could do a five or $10 frame from Target, or you can get a personalized custom frame and spend 40 or $50 and make it more of kind of like a main gift. And it's just so thoughtful and it's something they'll use. There is 0% chance they won't put that up in their house because it's special. It's their family. It's a picture that they love of their people enough to send. And I just think that it's so unexpected, but it's also easy for you. So many people I think in our lives are hard to buy for. And so I think this makes it easy. Tuck away all those holiday cards, bring them out and put them in a frame, either an inexpensive frame with a, with a nice note or a hang tag or a more personalized or a more fancy frame. Either way, you can't go wrong. And it's one of my favorite types of gifts. I love gifts that people use or they put out in their home on the daily. Like that's my favorite rather than a gift that they use maybe once a year or, you know, that's my problem with flowers. Once you know, they enjoy them for a couple of days and then they start to go downhill and then they're done. I like something that just lasts a little longer and I think you can spend less money, make it more memorable and it lasts forever. Let's get into some things we can celebrate just to get your brain moving even more about different things in your people's lives that we could celebrate. So we talked about kids studying hard for a test. So studying the effort made more than the results. So maybe that's a special, they wake up to their favorite breakfast or pancakes with rainbow sprinkles, whatever it is they like, rather than waiting for the grade. Because kind of like what I was saying with the soccer team, they might they might have worked really hard but not get a great grade. It happens. So I think that celebrating the effort before you even know the final outcome is a really good way to go. Another thing I like to do is if someone is struggling with something at the moment, even if it's something kind of simple and routine, I try to figure out a really thoughtful way to celebrate it. And maybe it's sometimes it's just a greeting card. And listen, sometimes it could just be a thoughtful text, but not a text that's like thinking of you, you know, not just a simple text. Like if you're just, if you're going to do a text to make it, to make it longer, like really write it, like you would write a greeting card. I love that. And even if, again, it's something very small, maybe someone has gotten gotten off of health and they just, you know, they're feeling down about it and it's, um, they've wanted to exercise, but they just haven't gotten there. And now they, you know, just can't get back in the routine, but maybe they started going to the gym. And, you know, sometimes these, these things that people are struggling with are sensitive, but I love celebrating that kind of thing. Like, I am so proud of you. It is so hard to get back into the routine of it and sending them a little something. Maybe you have something that you love, like ankle weights or like, you know, something that you love that sort of supports them. Again, being sensitive and and careful about it. But I think that just acknowledging like, I know this is tough. I think it's tough too. And here's a little something to encourage you because I'm just so proud of you. Something like that. How about other things like maybe you have a friend who's been wanting to start a skincare line, but they've worried about judgment and they feel like, who am I to even start a skincare line? But maybe they finally did it. 
they had that first meeting with a lab or with a chemist or they got samples of of it. I think that leaning in and celebrating things like that, because that's hard. And sometimes celebrating the first step is the encouragement people need to take the next 10 steps. And how cool that you're responsible or a part of the part of being responsible for helping them get to that, like get over those hurdles and get that extra self-confidence to take it to the next step. How about someone making the team or making the show like we talked about, making an athletic team or making it into the school play? How about someone starting a blog or starting a podcast? There's so much talk in the universe as someone who has a podcast and a blog. There's so much talk about, you know, oh, there's so many podcasts. There's a gazillion podcasts in the world. But it doesn't matter. There's always room for more and there's always room for people's individual voice. And I think when you're starting something, you're worried about failure. You're worried about wasting your time. And so I think encouraging people starting things is so great, especially when it's something in this world of podcast, blog, website, social media, any of that stuff. I think it's very cool to do some cool gesture for them starting it. How about someone having work cool work accomplishments? Like someone mentions to you that their goal was a certain number at work and they doubled, doubled their goal or they killed it on a presentation with a big group that they were nervous about. Those work wins I think are very cool. And again, it doesn't mean rather than celebrating when they make partner in the law firm, like of course, yes, that deserves a big celebration. But today we're talking about those like micro wins, those micro moments. So your friend calls and they're like, I can't believe it. I killed it at work. My numbers are double what I needed them to be. I'm so thrilled. Rather than just saying, uh, you know, congratulations, like taking it a step further and thinking, gosh, this is such a cool moment for them. How can I help them lean into it more? And we're going to get into a bunch of examples of how you can lean into all these moments. But first, I want to give you a couple more of like, so you can think of the, what are the things we're celebrating? So crushing a presentation, doubling the numbers, anything at work that you know people excel at, I think is a really special thing to lean into. How about getting your driver's license? Maybe this is one of those things where you, or even like the permit, we celebrate the driver's license, but how about getting your driving permit? And this is one of those things that you could go on Etsy or order something ahead of time to celebrate that very specific moment. Or how about not even, not just getting a good grade on finals, but how about just finishing finals? Maybe you have a, a kid who's in finals and comes home and they have something special waiting for finishing because finishing is an accomplishment or finishing a marathon. Regardless of where you place, again, journey, not destination, just finishing and just giving the effort or something the morning of a marathon rather than at the end of the marathon. I think that celebrating the effort is such a cool thing. Okay, let's get into lots and lots of creative examples of how you can celebrate these special moments. I love a dessert or a treat that's easy that I buy kind of generic and I make it personalized. So how about you order an ice cream cake? I love doing like a Cold Stone or a Baskin Robbins ice cream cake because I think a lot of times people like ice cream cakes more than actual cakes. They're always delicious and you can order them and keep them in the freezer. It's the best thing ever. I usually kind of get them the same week as something happening, but you can even when you're at the grocery store, get an Oreo cake for $9.99, put it in the freezer for next time one of these wins happens. 
then you can just take um take little writing gel edible gel and write something funny or celebratory on it or what I do even more often than that is I'll go on Amazon and I'll just search whatever it is so I'll search soccer or soccer party and then I'll get some you know cake toppers that are soccer so I'm going to get a $9.99 Oreo cake from Albertsons and then I have my a whole bunch I love a bunch of cake toppers because even if it's not personalized, it's so memorable just by volume, right? So you put all these different cake to- um, soccer, high ones, low ones, little ones, big ones, paper ones, plastic ones. And then they come home and they've made the soccer team and there's this cool Oreo cake with a whole bunch of cake toppers. And you're like, congratulations for making the team. That's so memorable and it makes them feel so special. And this moment lasts longer and it resonates deeper. We all have things that knock us down in life and we fail and we suck at things. So the whole point of this is to lean in longer and to sit in these cool moments and increase our deep confidence for kids and for us. We all need a confidence boost sometimes. And I think that these special creative ways really do it. Amazon is Amazon and Google. I just, I, and Etsy, Amazon, Google, and Etsy. When I start thinking about something that might be coming up, those are my go-tos. And a lot of times I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'll just type in um, ballet or a ballet gift or a ballet personalized gift, whatever it is. Or if like, if it's a work accomplishment, you don't have to get something work related. Kind of how when I give teacher things, I never give them anything teacher. Please resist. Every single teacher I've talked to does not want something with an apple or best teacher, unless it's maybe like a notepad that they would use to send home. Um, notes with kids, but in general, they're humans too with interests. Think about what your person loves, your teacher, or someone who has like a work accomplishment. Because it's a work accomplishment or a teacher, you don't have to get them a work thing or a teacher thing. It's just like a human thing, something that that they love that would be special to them. I think that's really the key. So if you have time ahead of time, look on Etsy for something personalized and cool. And if you don't have time, say it's something spontaneous that pops up, you can do one of these easier things. And it doesn't always have to be personalized and themed. It's just like more of the thought, whatever you have time to do. Balloons are always work well, even if you just, so say it's something spontaneous. Maybe on the way home, you just grab at the grocery store a couple balloons. And it's just like the whole thought, even though balloons don't last long, but it's just sitting in this moment of this special accomplishment for someone. There are just so many different gifts you can give that are very inexpensive. I'm talking $20 or less, and you can always amp it up and make it more personal and spend double that, but I just don't think that you always need to. Another thing I love is get a crew together to celebrate. So you go to dinner with friends anyway, why not say this is the reason for the dinner? You know, when you call and make a dinner reservation and they're like, are you celebrating anything? I always think, huh, I never want to say no. Like, yes, we we are alive and out and breathing and we're together and we love each other. So yes, we're celebrating something. So if I haven't already thought of it when I'm making a reservation, I think of what it is. I think, okay, who's going and what's happened lately? What can we, what can we make this a celebration of? And it doesn't have to be the whole dinner with favors and whatever. I remember when I sold my business. I sold my company and then I had so much closing out of the company to do. So I never really celebrated in the way that I thought I would. 
and thought, you know, I'd close up, but it was just, listen, it was 20 years of business. There was so much paperwork and so much transition and taxes and bookkeeping and all the things. And, um, our personal lives were really busy at the time. So it just kind of, it just kind of skimmed through and it felt like a drawn out process. But then we went to dinner one night with a couple that we don't go out with that much, but we love my friend Roxana and, and, and her man. And they were like, we are celebrating. We're getting, we're ordering the nicest bottle of wine. I'm like, that is so not necessary. And they're like, no, 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 this is a life moment. We are celebrating the sale of your business. And like, how special I will always remember that. And we were just going out to dinner anyways. It didn't have to be about me. And I had no idea going into it. But when they sat down, they had a clear intention that that's what the dinner um, was going to be about. And listen, we didn't talk about it the whole dinner. But I was like, gosh, that is so nice. I actually, they're like, I'm sure you've already celebrated in a big way, but we wanted to celebrate with you. And I'm like, actually, I haven't just because I didn't expect it to draw drag out this much. I wanted to close the chapter and feel refreshed and then celebrate. And that moment just kind of didn't happen. Real life came into play. So that was so cool. We The dinner was more memorable and for me, certainly. And it just made me feel so good. I was like, my gosh, I have to do this type of thing for other people. So when you're making a dinner reservation and they ask you what you if you are celebrating anything, always say yes and think of something. I think it's just, um, it's, it's a win-win. You're going to dinner anyways. In the same way, dinners can be special at home. Like maybe you make the person's favorite meal or you put out party hats and party horns that you pick up on the way home or order online for, you know, a pack for 10 bucks. Something, something out of the ordinary that celebrates this thing. Another thing you can do at home is decorate their doorway. Maybe this works even for like, you know, high school and college age kids. You walk in and even if they're like, oh, come on, mom. But with streamers and balloons and things hanging, it's $5 and, you know, 10, 15 minutes of your time. But it just makes them feel so good. And all of these examples of ways to celebrate them can be used so interchangeably for so many of the things we talked about. Maybe you have someone in high school that's starting a YouTube channel on fashion or makeup. So maybe you decorate their doorway to celebrate that or finishing finals or studying hard. You know, like all of these are so interchangeable, whatever works, whatever feels natural, whatever you have time for, whatever they would like, do it that way. Another thing that I really like is having friends over for a game night or a movie night around this micro moment, this micro win, I like to call it. Another gift that I love and I think one of the coolest things about social media is you can find cool artists and people that we, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't really have a way to connect with easily. I love a gift that is a cool drawing of the person maybe doing that thing. So maybe you have a friend that rides horses and they're going to a horse, um, a horse show, a horse meet. And so maybe you have someone do a cool drawing of them jumping with horses and you give it to them, you know, at the, at the morning of, or at the end of the meet, or when you see them, I think there are so many cool artists that want to get their name out and you can find on Instagram so reasonably. And it's so special, you know, think about it like a caricature. I, you know, I love at parties having a caricature artist. This is feels kind of similar, but in a different way. And I think, I've done this before where I have find an artist and do it. Sometimes it's black and white. Sometimes it's color. And I put it in a frame. I figure, okay, if they're going to do an eight by 10 or 11 by 14, 
I'll put it in a frame and I'll have this artwork made. And like worst case, they, you know, lean it up against their desk or best case, they hang it on the wall of their home or put it in their kitchen. I just think it's so thoughtful. It's anywhere from, you know, $20 to if you wanted to get really fancy with it, you could do $100 with the with the whole thing and the frame included. But I just think there are so many, you know, wonderful artists that aren't expensive, are so happy for the for the work and happy for the exposure and all that stuff. And like, how special is that? Tell me what you would remember more. Flowers at the end of a horse meet or that you worked really hard for and you tried hard for and all that, trained hard for, or a framed photo of you jumping with your horse, like hands down. And it's the same amount of money spent and not that much more effort. Photos and scrapbooks, I think are always a win. These can be more time consuming, but they last forever. Framed photos or making a photo book or a scrapbook for people online or like an actual photo, old school scrapbook where you glue down and you do stickers. Um, one thing that I think is time consuming and, and more kind of complicated, but so memorable is if you do, if you have a group of people or maybe you have a family, extended family, big family, and you have everybody make a scrapbook page for someone like this would be a bit more for a bigger kind of thing, maybe graduating high school or listen, you could do it for a micro win hands down, but maybe you take 20 scrapbook pages and you give them to 20 people that are important in this person's life and you have them just make a scrapbook page. And if you want to make it easy for them, maybe you print out a bunch of photos and give them like two photos or something that they could pop on it. Cause again, you're kind of asking a favor of them. They pop on the photos, they write a message around it. And then you have your own like signed yearbook with photos and you put together this cool scrapbook again, more effort, but doesn't have to be a lot of money. And it's something memorable that they'll keep. They'll put in their, you know, their bedroom or on their counter. And I'm just all about trying to make our people feel as loved and as appreciated and as celebrated as, as we feel. And these, these creative things, I just feel like it hits deeper. It just does. And I think photos and scrapbooks are a really great way to do it. Another way kind of on the flip side, that's easy and quick and more spontaneous is sneak a note in your loved one's car or their lunchbox or if you don't live with them, maybe you pop it in the mail. It's just like sneak a note in somewhere that you're thinking of them and you're encouraging them, you're celebrating them, you're so proud of them, whatever it is. And in the same way, similar to scrapbooks, you can do a special meal and maybe maybe just your family. Have everyone write down something ahead of time. You know, like think about increasing their support system. So maybe you're celebrating um, the end of finals, let's say, since we talked about that. So maybe you have everyone in the family write down something funny or encouraging, and then you put it in the middle in a little cup, and then the person you're celebrating pulls it out and reads it and tries to guess who wrote the thing. Something like that costs $0.0, and you're going to have dinner anyways at the table. Why not add a little something or add two things? Add a part, Add party horns. Even if you don't use them, it's fun and they sit down and they feel celebrated and they feel happy and encouraged and it deepens our self-confidence. And then like little love notes or funny notes. And, you know, if your family is anything like mine, there would be some that would be um, like making fun of them in the best way. Presley, our 10-year-old, was um, so excited for the end of year performance and she tried out for a part and she didn't get the part. 
And then her part ended up being a rock, but she was still really excited about it. They sang and whatever. And so my husband has, I'm more like always encouraging, always, you know, overly positive, probably in, in to the point of which annoys them sometimes. But I'm always like, well, that's so cool and unique. Whereas my husband's like, you're a rock. You're kidding me. You're a rock. And you want me to go. You want me to leave work and go see your performance when you're a rock. Presley, come on. And like their ongoing joke now is, oh man, you killed it in that performance when you were a rock. So like he would write something in that note about it. But it's still, even though it's like almost like making fun of, I think that's the best, especially when raising kids is teaching them to laugh at themselves and not take things too seriously and a good balance of things. So if your family's anything like my family, you're going to have a mix of everything and encourage that. Encourage, say whatever it is, whatever it is they're feeling. What I mean, as long as it's, you know, kind and not going to, listen, you do not want to have one of those things that goes sideways and the person ends up, you know, pushing their chair in and running upstairs crying. Let's try to avoid that. But, you know, give them a prompt so it makes it creative and makes for a fun celebration and, and conversation. And be spontaneous with it. And the whole point of this is, to sort of like wake you up to the micro moments in life that we could lean into more and make feel more special. When I post things like this and I do podcasts, people are like, I get it. I love this. But what about me? Who's doing it for me? And that is a very valid point and a very valid question. And I have two answers to this. After you start doing this for people, they will do it for you. They will. Not as much, I promise you, not as much as you do it for other people, but they will. In small ways, they will see you doing it and they will do it back for you. And even better than that, do it for yourself. I know this might feel uncomfortable, kind of like when I do podcasts or talk about like planning your own birthday or planning your own Mother's Day. It's empowering. Like give people the parts that you want them to do and be specific, but I'm a big fan of set yourself up for the win. Like, yes, would it be nice for my for my people, my family to know exactly what I would love for Mother's Day and plan the day and show up with good attitudes and enthusiasm? Uh, yes, in a perfect world, but that's not likely to happen. So I'm realistic and I hack it. I set up 90% of it and then I tell them the 10% that would be lovely if they did. So it's not too much on them. There's not a lot of ways for the day to go sideways or the gift or whatever, you know, the moment whatever it is, I tell them, this is what would be really special to me. So sometimes like um, this year, I think I did whale watching because I love that. And it's something that people, my family kind of resist sometimes. So like, listen, I don't want a gift. I would love cards from each person. Each person had their own card. I'd love to go whale watching and lunch and that's it. And for then it's very like digestible. My husband's like, perfect, got it, on it. It's not stressing for him. And I end up getting the day exactly that I want. So similar to this, do it for yourself or plan it. Hey guys, tonight uh, I'm coming home. Let's have dinner at six. I'll be home at six on the dot. You know, I just killed it at work. I killed this presentation. I'm so proud of myself. You guys are in charge of dinner. Think about mom. Think about what mom's likes or what's my favorite meal. Do what you want. You guys are in charge. Tonight we're having a special dinner and I'm not coming home until it's actually dinner time, obviously depending on the age of your kids or whatever it is. But just an example of how you can do it. Sometimes you celebrate, you can just do these things for yourself and by yourself. Buy yourself something nice, pick up like your favorite special um, treat on the way home 
or like a special, maybe something that you love to eat, or maybe you love this smoothie, but it's like $15 and you don't get it all the time. Or the same thing with a salad, like do those special things for yourself that you wouldn't normally do that. And it doesn't have to necessarily involve other people or involve other people and tell them this cool thing happened. We are celebrating. Here's my idea. Here's how we're doing it. And here's your part of it. And people will, I'm telling you, this whole topic is not about like giving endlessly to where you're like, you're like milked dry. You've given everything you got to everyone else and not replenished yourself and not celebrating your wins. It is completely the opposite of that. It's just like waking up to the micro moments in life, your own wins, other people's wins, people in your immediate circle, your family, your close friends. And I'm telling you, it will strengthen your relationships with people because it really shows in your core how much you love them and how much you're dedicated to them. Maybe you have teens or preteens, as I do, that sometimes it's hard to connect with them and they're going through their own stuff and they can be moody or they can seem ungrateful. And sometimes I'll just ignore the moodiness and the ungratefulness and I'll just lean into the wins. And you know how sometimes different people or if they're kind of grumpy or if they're, you know, kind of going through emotions or whatever, they can seem like it's annoying, but then actually love it. You know, it's like how all, you know, if my kids go on an overnight camp, I'll bring them something special. They'll be like, don't bring something and be embarrassing. But then they're like, uh, you know, oh, are you gonna bring something? Like later on, it's like, you know, you know, when you know your people, you know when to lean into it and how to do it in a way that really is is speaks to them. And I think the whole message of all of this is there's no better fuel or motivation or feeling of love and belonging and self-confidence than unexpected celebrations. Unexpected celebrations that make you just feel so loved. Like there's no greater gift that you can give people in your life, people that you love, than unexpected, unexpected celebrations in unexpected ways, for unexpected reasons, in unexpected creative ways. And I hope that this podcast really gave you lots and lots of ideas of first, things to celebrate, and then ways to celebrate them. I hope you, next time you're at the grocery store, you pick up your $9 Oreo cake and stick it in the freezer. So next time something comes up, that is an unexpected celebration, you have it. And think ahead of time. Think about when you're looking at your calendar and kind of looking at the month and planning it out. Look and see and then hop online. I do it right away. So I'm like, oop, Ariel Silks tryouts are this day. I'm gonna just jump online and get some Ariel Silks little cupcake toppers for $10 So and stick them in the drawer. So that way, um, after they try out, if you know, if that way if they win, if they get, if they make the team, I have something and I put it in little cupcakes and I've, I've made it personalized and it's just, it's so memorable that way. So look at your calendar and kind of plan. Some things are spontaneous. We can't plan for, but the things you can plan for, plan ahead of time and, you know, pick up something or order a little something that makes it extra special. I promise you it is worth the effort and that same love will come back to you. Thank you so much for listening. Tag me on social media at Lindsay's cloud. Let me know. Um, your best ideas, the things that you're going to celebrate and tag me when you do. I can't wait to see them because life is worth celebrating and um, not just the huge moments, but also those micro moments and those micro wins. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. 
for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.